The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. These are very valuable brands and they spend millions of dollars each year trying to develop these programs, but they're not able to capture that bottom of the funnel. This allows you to do that and get these folks to take the meaningful high value actions that brands are focused on every day. Hello, my name is Larry Dobrow. I'm from MMM, and I'm thrilled to be hosting today's podcast, Conversational AI Transforming Engagement in Pharma Marketing. For this podcast, I'm joined by Matt Titus from Swoop. Matt, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Really glad to be here. Let's start with the basic one. Um, for those who aren't aware, uh, give us a little overview about Swoop. Sure, no problem. So Swoop enables pharmaceutical and life science brands to reach their ideal DTC and HCP audiences at critical moments in their health journey, uh, using predictive technology to target the right customers before they've been diagnosed or become non-adherent. Utilizing ML and AI and and real-world data, we create brand-exclusive audiences of of patients and providers for omnichannel healthcare companies. Then, once the right customers have been targeted, Brands can really drive the bottom of the funnel engagement through Swoop's proprietary, medically trained, MLR compliant, conversational AI. Um, That's really built on a a privacy foundation that we've designed. Swoop is both HIPAA certified and NIA accredited. Uh, We've done more than 12,000 unique target audiences for 42 of the top 50 pharma companies. And we've developed conversational AI agents for over 100 brands globally that have engaged in 1.3 billion conversations with patients and HCPs. So we've been around the block and we're happy to be here to talk about it more today. You mentioned over the course of that answer, um, the conversational AI agent, Swoop recently launched that. Um, What problem is that solving for the market? Yeah, so pharma marketers spend somewhere in the neighborhood of $7.5 billion here in the U.S. in both digital and TV advertising to try to get patients and HCPs to take an action that would lead them to essentially get to a, a prescribing decision or a prescribing conversation with their doctor. Historically, those ads and digital advertising have really tried to drive folks to a website. Websites have been around since 1991. They're a 35-year-old technology. Um, (laughs) Anyone that's ever been to a brand.com knows it can be super cumbersome. There's a lot of great information on it, but it's really hard to navigate. So the amount of waste in the bottom of the funnel from pharma marketers is a huge market problem. And the conversational AI agents solve that issue by helping the patients and HCPs engage in meaningful actions that lead directly to a prescribing decision. All right. Um, let's hit on some definitions because you mentioned a couple of these terms. Um, the difference between chatbots, generative AI, and conversational AI. Yeah. So let's talk talk about chatbots. I think most people have heard of, of chatbots in their, their normal day-to-day lives. Uh, a lot of consumer companies use chatbots. Chatbot is a non-sophisticated technology that is generally button-driven that's tacked onto a, a website. Um, chatbots are Great for a lot of use cases, interacting with patients and doctors is not one of them. They're a one-way street, meaning I can tell how many times a user has clicked on a 
conversation journey that I have designed for them using buttons. But it doesn't really gather real-time intelligence. It's not a sophisticated user experience, and it doesn't rely on using any natural language that a patient or an HCP would use in conversation. Next, generative AI. So all of us have heard about chat GPT. Generative AI can engage in human-like conversations. It does understand natural language, but it has this nasty tendency to find an answer, whether it's right or wrong, and <laughs> deliver that. <laughs> that's, that's very dangerous uh, for a pharma life science company when interacting with patients or HCPs about medically relevant information, uh, you cannot risk hallucination. That's, that is a real danger to a brand. Um, that puts you both in the crosshairs of the FDA and legal authorities. Uh, nobody wants to do that. So you need to have some guardrails on that. And that's where conversational AI comes into play. You can engage in human-like conversations. It understands natural language. It only provides MLR-approved responses, and it has the ability to escalate any kind of inquiries as, as necessary. It's a sophisticated technology. All right. That's some of the reasons that conversational AI is so ideal for pharma brands. Um, but I know with pharma, bridging the gap between the companies and customers is something which has always been a little bit tricky. Um, how mm -hmm. does conversational AI help fill that void? And what are some of the compliance considerations that are involved? Yeah, I, I think compliance is number one, right? Uh, both pharma marketer, legal, MLR says this cannot go on our website unless we can be 100% certain that any technology is going to provide MLR approved answers. And we've, we've cracked that code. Uh, we've been able to design a technology that's scalable in a non-scalable world. So instead of picking up the phone and, and calling the 1-800 drug safety number, patients or HCPs can interact with the agent and get inquiries at the time of need. Uh, this operates 24 seven, 365, meaning that if it's after hours and I'm an HCP, I'm trying to make my way through all the MyChart messages that I got from my patients. My drug rep who's eating dinner with their family doesn't have to be on. I can interact with the agent and get the information that I need at the time of need. It's also a modern way of dealing with customer experience, right? If we think about it, any patient or HCP that was born in the 1980s or later grew up with a cell phone in their hand. They're used to getting information at the time of need, when they want it, how they want it via a, a smartphone. So I think our, our old ways of thinking about a human must be available, someone must be on the other line, that's not scalable, that's not repeatable, and honestly, that's not the customer experience that HCPs and patients demand today. Can you take us through the journey of a patient or a provider interacting with a brand.com virtual agent? What can it be used for and how does this experience enhance the traditional static website? Yeah, I, I think what you're doing is you're leveraging a modern technology to create the web and the funnel that you need for people that you drive to brand.com. So here's, here's a great example. A top three pharma company understood this, this issue. They went out and they built a, a big, beautiful hcp.com for all of their brands. They spent over $20 million doing that. Wow. That's how, how big this problem was to them. However, they didn't solve the problem. As intellectually curious technologists, we went and tested it out. It took 14 clicks to get from that big, beautiful hcp.com to a piece of clinical information about an individual brand. 
no modern HCP or patient is going to go through that to get to that piece of information. So the company still struggles with delivering the actual piece of information needed. However, lucky for us, we also had an agent deployed on on one of those brand.coms. And within five keystrokes, it brought up the same information. Doctors will engage with that. Doctors will be able to get the information they need to take that prescribing decision. And it accelerates the customer experience and the ability for brands to reach their key customers in the time of need. All right. Some of the benefits that pharma brands have experienced after implementing conversational AI. Does the implementation have any impact on call centers, for example? It absolutely does. We've seen our agents be able to handle 96% of the inquiries that come into the agent. That's a huge number, right? So anytime that someone's interacting with the agent, they're getting the information that they need. On the medical information side, this stops the HCPs or the patient from calling the 1-800 number. Suddenly, you become really scalable leveraging technology in a cost-effective way because you don't have to staff your call center as much as you did previously. On the brand side, now you have the ability to have these physicians and uh, patients engage in these types of conversations, really driving up high-value actions. So the ability to download a piece of material, engage in a marketing campaign, having a, a patient be able to find a copay card or uh, information about beyond the pill programs. These are very valuable to brands and they spend millions of dollars each year trying to develop these programs, but they're not able to capture that bottom of the funnel. This allows you to do that and get these folks to take the meaningful high value actions that brands are focused on every day. To that end, let's talk a little bit about user experience. Um, in your mind, what is the average user experience with a brand.com conversational agent? How long are the conversations? How satisfied are users? What are some of the recent refinements that have made these so much better? Yeah, so let's let's talk about kind of the length of time that they engage with these. We see on average a conversation lasting between four and five minutes with the agent. So that generally means that either a patient or an HCP is engaging in five to six questions. Um, if you think about that, on the flip side of the coin, some of the latest data from IQVIA says, on average, a drug rep gets between 90 seconds to two minutes FaceTime with a doctor in an office visit. So that means that HCPs are interacting with the agents three to four times that. That means that there's meaningful interaction going on. Additionally, what we ask our, our users to do at the end of a session is rate the session. Did the material cover what you needed? Were you able to find the information? And our agents generally have somewhere between a 4.6 and 4.7 uh, user rating, meaning that they are engaging with the agent. They did find the information they needed and your key customers are leaving very satisfied. I, I think something is really interesting in terms of customer experience and how we're, we're seeing the shift away from traditional methods to new technological methods. Um, Inc. Magazine actually did a uh, a study with Fortune 500 companies, and they found that companies that were using this in revenue-facing functions found that 69% of the folks that interacted with the agents actually preferred the technology over traditional methods like a call center, a click-to-chat, interacting with a website. So the data is there. This technology works, and customers are telling pharma and life science companies, we want to interact with it because it's an efficient way for us to get our, our inquiries answered. You just gave a beautiful segue into the next question. Let's talk about first-party data. 
How is conversational data used to understand customers? And what can marketers do with this information? Ah, here's here's the key secret sauce. So because <laughs> conversational AI is is a two-way street, now brand marketers can live in a, a real-time data-driven world 24-7, 365, where they have the ability to mine the insights from the conversations. What are the knowledge gaps that they may have in either their marketing, promotional, or scientific campaigns? What are the types of questions that HCPs or patients are asking that maybe they haven't thought of? Uh, what is the natural language that patients or HCPs are using to ask these uh, questions? Now you're starting to get some meaningful intelligence. Now you can also pair that with data on the back end, utilizing some script tags or website data to be able to append secondary data sets, right? So now I can say, hey, what, what are the demographics of the folks that are interacting with the agent? What media channels do they go to? Um, are they diagnosed patients or undiagnosed patients? Are the HCPs who are interacting with the agent on my call list or are they not on my call list? What other web properties do they go to? So now a marketer has really a 360 degree view of their key audiences. They can optimize their top of the funnel and find the right audience in their advertising campaigns. They can adjust on the fly based on either messaging that they're getting in the agent or the demographics of the folks that are using the agent. It really allows you now a, a 24-7, 365 two-way dialogue with your key customers and using those data sets to be really efficient in your marketing funnel, making sure that you're hitting the right target audience and there's no waste in that. Matt, this has been an incredible primer on conversational AI. Um, I'd like to end with two kind of uh, wrap-up type questions. Um, what would you say to some of the skeptics, you know, people that may still be a little bit on the fence about conversational AI? Yeah, and I would say, first of all, like, I understand it. You know, most, most folks had never heard of even generative AI until ChatGPT was launched by OpenAI last November. Uh, for folks who don't know, OpenAI as a company has actually been around since 2015. So this is not a necessarily new technology or new line of thinking. It just now became commercially available. And we have seen it explode. You know, you can't walk down the street, talk to any of your friends, read any newspaper article without hearing the words AI, right? And it's it's really making sense of what that means and how you apply that in a meaningful way. Uh, you know, we, we've built agents for over 100 brands. This is not our, our first rodeo. We know how to do this in an MLR compliant way. I would say the time to do this is now. The data is coming out showing that it, it works, that customers prefer a user experience like this. And I would say that brands that do not find a solution like this will fall quickly behind um, both in customer experience and top line results for other brands that are leveraging this technology to get ahead. All right. Last question for you, Matt, is the crystal ball question. How do you see conversational AI evolving? And what potential does it hold for further innovation within healthcare communication and healthcare marketing? I, I think that you will see this as the number one channel for marketing and communication with customers moving forward into the, to the future. Um, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 20 percent of uh, pharma brands are, are using a technology like this today. I think you'll see that explode to maybe 50 to 60 in the next wow. 12 to 18 months. And then I think 
um, those who who don't adopt this technology will kind of be seen as as laggards in the the marketplace. I also think the technology itself, both large language models, generative AI, um, are going to continue to evolve rapidly in the sophistication of these agents. So you'll see an even larger gap between this technology and chatbots emerge over the next 12 months. Um, I think that this type of technology is really a, a marketer's dream, right? You're sitting in a, a conference room and, you know, the uh, head of the therapy area says, hey, we need to run a data-driven brand, both in our, our marketing campaigns, our customer experience, our MarTech and omni-channel stack. I, I truly believe this is the uh, thread that's going to tie all of those investments together and allow those brands that utilize it to uh, be the head of the pack. You know, ordinarily at some of the ends of these conversations, I'll say, hey, you know, let's check back in in a year or so. I think with this, we got to check back in maybe next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you for explaining the basics and also giving us a wonderful preview of what's to come. Let's do this again soon, man. Awesome. I really look forward to it. Thanks for having me and, and look forward to chatting again soon. All right. Terrific. For the MM&M podcast, this is Larry Dobrow. Thanks for listening and be well. Be well.